Well, hi, it's Becca Martin-Brown, and it's time for another What's Up podcast. I am so excited today to introduce you to Michael Myers, who is playing Dr. Frankenfurter in the Arkansas Public Theater production of the Rocky Horror Show, Ben Baldwin, who is playing Brad, we're going to find out if that's typecasting or not, <laughs> and director Ed McClure, who's here from Arkansas Public Theater. They've been up since like four in the morning, so let's all be kind to each other. Thank you. I appreciate that. (laughs) So let's start with Ed and talk about why do this show, because it was almost exactly two years ago. It was exactly two years ago. And we, very often when we do shows that are popular, we have a lot of folks say, oh, you should bring that back, you should bring that back. But we have never had the kind of demand that we had two years ago for Rocky Horror. And it just, it continued. So we just decided that um, it would be a good show to bring back. You know, coming into the fall, it's a great fall show. But it's got lots of new bells and whistles that didn't happen two years ago. And lots more bells and whistles than you and I remember from a production in like 2001. 2001 at Ozark Stageworks. Yes, ma'am. So this is my third time directing this produ- directing a production of Rocky Horror. And as you and I have discussed, technology changes by the minute. And we have been the beneficiary uh, at APT of having folks that kind of stay on the cusp of that and one of our board members is very interested and uh, very benevolent as far as providing us new equipment that we can use for shows. So a lot of new bells and whistles for this production. Instead of we had black curtains and red chairs we borrowed from some fast food place in it, it, it 2001. Was <laughs> it was McDonald's when they were brand new and shiny. They were brand new and shiny. So is it more fun to have all the bells and whistles? I think it adds just a different layer. You know, the this production or this show is so iconic based on the movie. So to the extent that we can weave the cinematic elements into a live stage production, I think it just sort of brings the audience closer, especially for those of us that grew up with this show and went every Friday and Saturday night at midnight to see it. It's great because we have a veteran of the show with us because Michael played Dr. Frankenfurter two years ago. Ben is brand new to the role of Brad. Mm -hmm. So, Michael, talk about what it's like coming back with a partly familiar cast, partly new cast. How's it been? Oh, this show is just so much fun, just as it is. And, of course, uh, every time... You do a role, you put something uh, together, and you just put your heart and soul into it. You kind of go back, and you're like, oh, man, I wish I could have done something a little different with this. And I am grateful to have that opportunity. So I get to kind of um, add to what I did two years ago um, and make Frank a little bit more dynamic. And that's that's been so much fun. And this cast that we have now, they're just full of energy, uh, we have a lot of young people that are just really Says killing the it. guy who's 25. Let mm. me throw that in. 26. <laughs> 26, sorry. <laughs> we were talking yesterday about how the show feels different. That yes, it ma'am. feels more dynamic. There's more dynamic tension. Do you think that's the new people in the cast? Is it something you're doing? Is it the tech? How? What do you think's making that happen? Well, of course, you can never recreate a production. So I think it is this new group of people coming together to create something very special in this moment in time. So I think it's just what these fellow humans uh, kind of bring to the stage. 
we think they're all humans. <laughs> so how much of, of Brad is typecasting, Ben? Are you that guy? Well, I might have to ask Ed that question, but uh, it's pretty close, actually. <laughs> oh, no. Okay, I won't say any bad <laughs> words in front of you. Did you always oh. want to do this role? This is one of the many roles I've wanted to do. I, I just love being in this show. I've been a fan of Rocky Horror for forever. Have you done the show before anywhere? I did it once before, um, about six years ago, in Branson. I played Rocky and loved it there. And I've been wanting to do it again ever since. I'd love to do it every year if I could. Huh. I love this show so much. And you were just Rooster in Annie. How's the dynamic different? <laughs> completely, <laughs> yeah, completely different, yeah. You, you cannot get more 180-degree difference in the types of show and the type of character that you're playing as well, even between Rooster and Brad. Are you channeling anybody as Brad? I thought I saw a little bit of Dick Van Dyke in it, but I'm not sure you know who that is. Oh, I love Dick Van Dyke. I remember watching reruns with my parents when I was young. But um, I'm pulling a lot from the Brad from the movie and also trying to make it a little bit of my own, too, because you don't want to do a direct copy, but you want to be a little familiar for the audience, but make it your own. So what do you love about the show? I like how it gives you permission to be yourself. That's one of the things that first drew me to it when I first was shown the movie by a friend of mine on a film night we had. And there's no apologies. You can be whatever you want to be. People can just embrace who they are when watching the show, when participating with the show, and the audience participation, or being in the show when you're actually performing it. We should talk about that, Ed. How much audience participation do you want? Well, please don't throw things at the cast. We don't want things thrown at the cast. They can they can throw it at me after the show, but uh, they. Uh, Talk back is fine. Uh, we're encouraging folks to use their iPhones as instead of lighters with their iPhone flashlights for over at the Frankenstein place. But uh, obviously, if it's a live stage show, we don't want throw stuff thrown on the stage. It's interesting. In the past, when we did it two years ago, we had audiences that came in and they were all ginned up to do the talk back. But then I think they just got so swept up in the production that they sort of just Froze. leaned back. <laughs> and just wanted to, to watch it. And so that's the thing that's kind of unique about the live theater version of it is that it takes you to a place, and of course we do it straight through, there's no intermission, so you, we, we kind of take you to a place that's kind of weird and wacky and different for 90 minutes, and then boom, you're done. And so I think that people just become captivated, and you know these two guys are good examples of the excellent performances we have in the show. And so you're not going to plant anybody in the audience that encourages this. If people are brave enough to do it, go for it. Well, when we did the show before, during rehearsals, I would often pretend I was the talkback person just to kind of give the cast the opportunity to be prepared for it. Um, but I've never said one time during rehearsal, I've never used the A word when talking about Brad. <laughs> and, or at least uh, not to my face. Not right? to your yeah. face. That's so. exactly right. But uh, because I just, I, I anticipate what happened before, as I said, the audience w will want to kind of do that, but then they become captivated by what they're watching. I think that's true. Okay, we have to talk about this, Michael, because I can't think of anything more terrifying than getting up on stage in a corset and high heels. <laughs> now, God knows, you're better for it than I am, little round woman, if you've never seen me. But is it scary? Did you work out? Do you think about it? Or is Honestly, it just part of Frank? Um, taking over this role, it's 
it, it's always really interesting when people ask, how are you playing this role? You kind of become possessed. <laughs> you're, <laughs> you're, um, you don't really have much control. And so once you put those heels on, you just have to go for it. Um, you, I tend to overthink a lot. And there are certainly moments in shows where that can happen and you just can't allow that to enter your mind when you're playing Frank. Um, also, he just occupies a lot of space, so there's no room to think about anything else. So once you put those heels on and, you know, the corset just adds to it. I'm, <laughs> as far as working out, uh, of course, you certainly want to try to look your best when you're wearing little to nothing on stage. <laughs> um, but my legs are just there, so that's worth the price of admission there. <laughs> Absolutely. I think my favorite picture of you in my head is you skipping across the stage oh as Frank. Yeah, that's a Because thing. there's so much joy in it. And this year, two years ago, we said you were Tim Curry reincarnated. Mm-hmm. That it just, it was Tim Curry. This year, it's you. It's mm-hmm. not Tim Curry anymore. Well, that's what's really fun about getting to revive this role. Uh, Once you kind of throw this out into the universe, there's so much, um, you know, people are expecting their expectations with this show, and they want to come see Tim Curry, they want to come see these iconic roles, and after you prove that you can do that, you can add a different element to it, Mm -hmm. and I'm very grateful for that opportunity. It's super cool. What would you guys say about age? I know my daughter loves this show, but we know she's hard to judge by. What would you say about age for kids to come? You know, I think this show is really pretty tame by today's standards. I really 100%. do. 100%. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, think that, I think the thing that, quite frankly, I feel like we need this show today maybe more than we ever have with everything that's going on in the world and the the message of the show you know be yourself don't dream it just be it I, I gosh I just feel like we need that more than ever so any parent who feels like their their kids are mature enough to watch stuff that's on TV I think they Spongebob could, Squarepants they could they could see this because it's it's just so playful and so fun and so positive now is in act two how sad are we going to be about Frank? It's really interesting. I think the audience will definitely see that dynamic shift in Frank from Act 1 to Act 2. Um, as soon as he comes on stage in Act 2 and you see him again, uh, he's screaming, yelling, frantic, mm-hmm. uh, and it, it, that's really fun. And so I think... And he's in sad. This, in this version, yes, you like I said, you kind of get to see more dynamic in him as opposed to just being larger than life um i think that's more captivating for me playing the role uh just kind of giving you know different levels to this beautiful creature whatever he is i'll give you amanda's review after we see it because if she starts (laughs) patting my leg it means she's worried about you so i'll give you her review yeah. What do you want people to know about the show? If they, for some incredible reason, have never heard of the Rocky Horror Show, what band do you want them to know? Well, I want them to know that we treat Rocky Horror virgins very well. 
And so you have no reason to well, be afraid. Well, no. <laughs> <laughs> You'll see. Oh, that's a yes. laugh. Yes. Oh, my gosh. And part of the fun, especially with Time Warp, being an audience member, you're encouraged to participate where you're sitting. You know, the music is great. When you get to Time Warp, you're actually like, oh, this is a fun song. I know this song. I know this song. I've heard it somewhere. Maybe I had a dance somewhere. I didn't know what it was for. But this is what this is for. And you can actually join along. The instructions are in the song on how to participate. And I have to say this before we close. This is your great chance to see my cameo appearance in Rocky Horror because there are three celebrity narrators, Jason Sewell, Darby Bybee, and myself, who have filmed, we filmed versions of our characters, and we'll get to see how that turns out. Yikes. (laughs) At least I can't mess it up, right? Well, I can say I don't know what you look like because I'm backstage, but... Sounds great. It looks exactly like me. (laughs) Thank you all for coming. Guys, the show opens Friday with shows at 8 o'clock Friday and Saturday, 2 o'clock Sunday, and again the next two weekends. Tickets start at $30 at Arkansas Public Theater in Rogers. You can find out more at Arkansas Public Theater with the appropriate re.org. And while you're there, check out the Zephyr Blevins Gallery, Men with Earrings by Eureka Springs photographer John Rankin is on show. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having us. us.